All right, guys. Well, tonight we are doing something different again. Uh, it feels like forever since I have actually spoken to you guys. Uh, so next week, though, I'm back. I promise. Uh, but uh, I, I understood that Mark spoke to you guys last week, heard he did a great job. Claire did a great job the week prior to that. And then uh, Wyatt was down here and he was I. And uh, <laughs> thank you, Daniel. All right. Sweet. All right. So tonight, guys, uh, up batting for his first time ever speaking to you guys uh, from God's word is our very own intern, Mr. Jared Bataran. Hello. You know it. How's it going, guys? I'm doing good. Don't mind my giant laptop here. Reasonably large. So, if you don't know me, my name is Jared. I am the intern down here. I help uh, Wyatt out with planning events and plan, or you know, things like tonight's and Sundays and uh, events like Black Ops and camps and all that kind of stuff. I help plan things. Um, so, I'm pretty pumped for tonight. Um, a little nervous, first time, like Curtis said, but uh, we'll see how it goes, and uh, hopefully I don't trip over my words too much. But uh, tonight we're doing John 14, 1 through 7, uh, but before we get started, I'm going to be saying the phrase, the way, a few times tonight. And I know the way is going to be a distraction, so I'm going to give you 15 seconds to get all of the way memes out of the way. Get all the distraction. Another way. All right. Is that better? Are we good? All right. Did you guys get it all the way out? Yeah? All right. Cool. So, have you guys ever been to Leavenworth? Yeah? I figure so. Uh, so, it's a small town, uh, Highway 2, about three hours or so from here. Um, now, in the 1900s, Leavenworth was the headquarters of a big old railroad company, uh, transporting lumber and all sorts of materials and stuff like that. Uh, but in the 20s, that company then moved to Wenatchee, so Leavenworth then lost a lot of revenue. So the town was going down, uh, they were running out of money, running out of resources, and nobody was visiting, and the town was going to go bankrupt. So they came up with this idea. Uh, they came up with this idea to remodel the town entirely uh, and turn it into a Bavarian village. Um, so the streets, the buildings, the shops, everything completely remodeled. It looks like you're in the Swiss Alps. It's pretty cool. Uh, you go down in the winter, and um, it's, you know, there's, they get tons and tons and tons of snow there. It's really cool. Uh, so a few years ago, I was going with my parents to Leavenworth. Uh, we were driving on there. It's pretty late. It was dark. It was snowing. Uh, and the traffic was just horrible. Uh, if you've ever been in traffic where you move like a few inches or a few feet, and you sit there for an hour. Move a little bit more, and you sit there. Move a little bit more, and you sit there. It sucks. Um, so after sitting in the traffic for hours, it was probably at least three hours, um, we decided that we were going to try to find a way around the traffic. We were going to take a shortcut. Um, so we do it. Uh, we get off Highway 2, and we, uh, 
We find another road, and we're going, and we're going, and we're going. We find a way back to Highway 2, and we get past all the traffic. Uh, it was awesome, so we saved a ton of time. We were on our way there, and uh, a little while later, uh, we realize that we are in Index. You see, here's a map. Here's where we live. Here's, when, here's Leavenworth. Index is over here. We went, in trying to turn around, we went the wrong direction. Not only did we go the wrong direction, but we continued in the wrong direction for a long time. Uh, we were trying to get around without GPS, because uh, you're in the mountains, and got a little turned around and went completely the wrong way. And then still had to go to Leavenworth, so then we went back into the traffic for a few more hours. It was, it was terrible. That's not the way to start a trip. Just in case you know, you, bad traffic's bad. Um, so there's a bit of a comparison there. Um, when we try to do things on our own, um, and we, um, you know, we, we make our own decisions, um, we get turned around. We make mistakes, and uh, it's because we don't really have any guidance. So we end up miles back from where we should be. Um, and it's, it's not a good thing. And that's how most of the world goes about their business. Uh, you know, they have different ideas how things should go, but uh, typically it doesn't work out too well. Um, so tonight in John 14, um, if we can get that up there. There we go. Uh, so the text goes, uh, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that you may be where I am also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know the way where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus responded, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known the, my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. So this passage can be split into two chunks, really. There's two things going on here. Verses 1 through 4 consist of Jesus comforting the disciples. So he's telling them, I'm going to be leaving, but it's okay. You guys are going to be okay. I'm going somewhere to prepare a place for you, and you're going to remain here. Then I will return, and you can come be with me. Um, this place that he's preparing is the Father's house. He's going to prepare heaven for them. Um, and that he will, in fact, return for them. You know, there's no doubt in that. He says, I will return. Uh, verses 5 through 7, then, uh, Thomas explains that he and likely the other disciples uh, do not know where he is going, nor the way. Uh, Jesus then explains in kind of a strange way that he is the way. Now, in our time, in our day and age, this would sound really strange. Where are you going? Uh, I'm the way. That doesn't make any sense. Um, we don't speak that way anymore. Uh, but if you look throughout scripture, um, you'll learn that I am is actually the name of God. Uh, I got as many names uh, from many cultures, but I am is one of those. Uh, it's a name of power and authority. In John 18, 4 through 6, um, this is uh, as Jesus is being arrested before his crucifixion. Um, verse 4, then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Now Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them also. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. The words, I am he, were so powerful that the guards were knocked from their feet. Those are just his words. It's not no force fields, nothing like that. He just spoke. 
and they were thrown to the ground. So when Jesus says that he is the way, he means that he is the path to salvation. He is the path to the Father. So if I take out my phone here, I open Google Maps, you know, I want to navigate somewhere, you go to the search bar, uh, type in the address or name, and hit enter. It normally pulls up the location uh, pretty quickly, and I'm normally pretty sure that where I'm going is, you know, where it's telling me to go is where I'm going to end up. I can be pretty confident. Now, sometimes it doesn't work out. That's because it's a cell phone. But, you know, most of the time, I'm pretty confident if I plug in an address, I'm going to get there. Um, and that is the role that, Christ that Jesus plays in a Christian's life. He is our guidance, and he is our GPS. Uh, now, there's a bit of a flaw in this illusion. Uh, typically, Google Maps gives you a few different routes, a few different options. You know, sometimes there's traffic, or there's, uh, there, there's on a road work, or something like that. Um, and so it'll give you a different route. Sometimes it'll save you a little time, sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Uh, Jesus doesn't give us any options. There is no other path to the Father. Now, if you think about it, um, that's actually a really difficult thing to think about, and maybe even offensive. Uh, in our time, we pride ourselves on the fact that we can make decisions in our own lives, that we can, you know, we can decide what we want to have for breakfast. We wanna, can decide what we want to wear. We can even decide what kind of car we want to drive or the job we want, the career path that we want to follow. And those are big decisions. Uh, we have a lot of choices, but when it comes to our salvation, there is no choice. Jesus is the only option. He is the only way. So this leads me to my next point. And that is that he's the truth. If he is the only truth, and he's the only option, and he is who he says he is, you can be pretty sure that he is the right option. Uh, Jesus, in fact, is the embodiment of the truth. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, Jesus is clarifying the law. He's talking about anger. He's talking about divorce. He's talking about lust. Um, and he's quoting the previous law. And then he says, but I say to you, so he's clarifying the law there. Now, the, something that's important to note is that the law is from Jesus, or excuse me, is from God, directly from God. So if he's changing and he's clarifying the law, he has to be God. He has to be the truth. Only the, someone who is the absolute truth can modify something that came directly from God. Uh, and he doesn't, Jesus doesn't, uh, he doesn't say that uh, he would show the way or teach the way or make an example, or excuse me, of the truth. Uh, he said he is the truth, truth personified. He is the source of all truth and therefore the reference point for evaluating all truth claims. And finally, Jesus is the life. Do you guys remember when Claire was speaking two weeks ago? Uh, we heard from John 10, 18, or 11 through 18. Uh, Jesus says that he has the authority to lay down his life and the authority to take it back up again. No other person in history has had that power, and Jesus says that he received that power from his Father. What about when Mark spoke last week uh, on the resurrection and the life? Um, before Jesus brought Lazarus back to life, he told Mary that those who believe, uh, excuse me, uh, that those who believe in him, though they die, they shall live. That's John 11 through, or 11.25. The eternal life that Jesus uh, gives to those who believe in him doesn't start when they die. It's not that they pass away and then they, you know, and then they have faith, and then they come to Christ. Um, that happens when someone gives their faith to Christ, or gives their life to Christ, when they, they have faith, and they, they make that decision for him. 
so not only is Jesus the path, uh, not only is he our guidance, uh, but he is also our destination. So we start with Jesus, we start with faith, and throughout life, along the way, we have faith in him. Throughout all of our struggles, throughout all of our difficulties in life, we have faith and we believe and we look forward ahead and he's the destination. He is where we are heading. He is our salvation. So my question is this. When you open your GPS, do you enter an address, look at it, then put it away and ignore all the directions and all the, the routes that you were just given? That wouldn't make sense. Like, oh, yep, okay, I'll fill it up myself. I don't, I don't have this awesome resource in my pocket here. Uh, just ignore it. Uh, the way to salvation is a per personal uh, faith in Jesus Christ. Just simply knowing that there's a God up there who, you know, has a lot of power and just simply knowing that he's there, that's not enough. Um, you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, and that's throughout your life. That's not just Wednesdays and Sundays. I did that for a long time. I came to church uh, as a student, and Wednesday, you know, Wednesday night, went to church. Cool, I'm here. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Woo! Sunday, same thing. You know, participate in small group discussions, answer some questions, and feel like I know what I believe really, really well. And then the rest of the week, I would go through and live life my own way. I would say what I want. I would do what I want, and wasn't really concerned with what other people felt or how I was influencing other people. I was just living my life because I was the only one that I was accountable for, and um, I felt that was the truth. But if you have a relationship in Christ and you believe in God, it's not just two days a week that you're a Christian. It's a commitment every day, every night, to act the way that glorifies Christ. Act and speak and treat other people how Jesus would, uh, with love and respect and you believe, you have faith, and you also do something about it, right? So you, well, I don't know, let's see. First example that comes to mind, um, being kind to them, loving them, um, being an example, um, and also try to use your influence as a Christian and model that to them. And, you know, they might start wondering, huh, why is this person so different? Why are they nice to people that aren't nice to them? You know, what's this church thing that they go to? And maybe you'll start influencing their life. Um, invite them to events. You know, we have Black Ops coming up. What an awesome opportunity to minister to other students, to other people, is to bring them to church, right? So if you're unsure where you stand in your faith or you've never made a commitment to follow him, you have a few resources. If you're here now, it's a pretty good place to start. Uh, you have a lot of awesome leaders in here who I think can probably help you out quite a bit. Um, coming on Wednesdays and Sundays, it's another good place to start. Being regular attendance, regularly receiving the word and acknowledging it, and then going out and doing it. Right? It's being a Christian is a, it's a two-way uh, lifestyle. You receive knowledge and you receive uh, fellowship, and then you go out. And you do the same thing. You minister to others. You, you have fellowship with other believers and non-believers because why would we keep this amazing gift of salvation and redemption to ourselves? That's pretty selfish. So going out and giving that me message to other people. 
That's the gospel. That's the way. That is the truth, and that is the life. And through Christ, we have life, both spiritual and physical. And, you know, our physical bodies, they'll, they'll go. But we have eternity to glorify God with our lives. Um, so if you've never made a commitment or you're unsure, talk to your small group leaders. Talk to somebody. Because, I mean, this is, we've got a little bit of time here, and uh, both in ASM and uh, on this world. And uh, if we're not making any decisions, then a little bit stagnant. Um, so the time to make a decision for Christ is now. The time to follow him, the time to have faith, is now. Um, my prayer for you guys is that uh, you can take what you learn here and go and bring it to other people, because uh, that is the mission that we are called to do. We are to go forth into all nations and bring the gospel to others. Um, and how do you do that? You believe, and you act. You follow the, you follow the way. You believe the truth, and you have life, and you spread life with your relationship with Christ. Um, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for these students and these leaders. Um, Lord, we um, are so grateful. There's not a lot of places in the world where we could just gather and open the Bible and read your word and uh, believe in you. We have an immense amount of freedom. And uh, Lord, I just pray for these students as they go forward into this week that uh, they, they ponder their faith. They, they, they ponder their faith in you and what they're doing to, uh, to glorify you through their lives. Or it's asked that uh, in their schools, in their sports, uh, in their homes, that um, they are a light um, and that they, you shine through them, Lord. I pray all this in your name. Amen.